0: Dip, 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 diplomatic. You're listening to the Diplomatic Podcast. I'm your host, Mustafa Al Awadi, and today's episode, we're going to explore the power of music. We begin in South Korea and then we travel to Iraq to speak to the conductor of the Youth Orchestra of Iraq and the author of the book, Abbeat, which tells the story of the orchestra's fascinating journey, Paul McElendon. But first, recognize the song yeah well the video for this south korean artist size pop single released in 2012 is the most watched video on youtube history and you can google this now and double check by 2016 the view count is and you can have a guess it's 2.6 billion views The song topped the music charts of over 30 countries with its accompanying dance moves that were becoming a craze and some of you probably tried them out. It's okay. Various world leaders and even the UN Secretary General tried it out who actually dubbed the song a force for world peace. Wait, now, let's just think about that for a second. A pop song being labelled a force for world peace. Could it suggest that Korea had this then powerful new source of soft power in its diplomatic toolbox? And some of you are thinking even, what does that mean? Soft power? Well, in short, it's an approach to dealing with international relations, typically involving cultural or economic influence. Um, Sometimes it's labeled as cultural diplomacy. It's where ideas and information are other aspects of culture among nations, and their people are exchanged in order to build a mutual understanding. In other words, a tool to build bridges and to solve international issues where they might arise. So, for example, in this case... So I managed to engage global audiences and engage it on South Korean pop culture, humor, social issues through the video, and even the South Korean language. And thus, it brought South Korea into millions of people's homes, hearts, and minds. Now, when you hear the word diplomacy, though, what instantly comes to your mind right now? You don't often associate singers or artists with diplomacy or playing the role of diplomats and that's that's because amongst many things you may have said it's related to international affairs or politics positions that are uh, distant away from the general public however before it is a profession it is a skill that each of us possesses a skill that we use when interacting with friends family colleagues and people in our everyday life we can also argue that the more conscious we are of our own ability to be diplomatic in our daily life, the greater our chances are in improving interactions with people through increased tactfulness and sensitivity while being aware of other circumstances in need. Do you agree? Another great example of cultural diplomacy initiatives playing a really successful role in building bridges and solving social and international issues is that of the youth orchestra of Iraq. It was founded in 2008 by then a 17-year-old Zuhal Sultan, a student and musician living in Baghdad, who wanted to do something for her Iraqi peers. This idea came up to my head. Of course, a national youth orchestra. What else? Why not? But it wasn't going to be an easy task. She had to overcome her mental blocks first. I am 17... I'm studying for my high school finals. I'm a girl and I have no money and I don't think anyone's going to be interested in this. So I sat down and I said, well, how do I, how do I get this started? How do you get this started? I looked at my computer and I saw the, the internet connection. I was like, well, I'll start from there. She began searching for Iraqi musicians from all over the country using what she had and that was the internet. But at the same time, she tried to contact music teachers from all over the world to join her in making this into a reality. When the orchestra was ready, they then faced many challenges, of course, from divisions both inside Iraq and in the European countries they were going to visit, who all had their own agendas that the orchestra had to manoeuvre through. Given that country was still occupied in in conflict, The media attention created an overshadowing narrative that resulted in portraying Iraqis as mere statistics, collateral damage, or victims of one form of atrocity or another. The reality is, each human has their own unique individual story, talents, skills, and ambitions. These people were and still are often negated from mainstream media reporting, and as a consequence, it removes the emotional human connection we need to have and share with Iraq and Iraqis. Zuhal and the National Youth Orchestra of Iraq managed to successfully tackle this and bridge the communications gap between Iraqi people, and in this case young Iraqi students of music and international audiences, and ultimately help pave a path for progress in this world. And here's how they did it.
1: The National Youth Orchestra of Iraq began in 2009, and I was its conductor. They've been dubbed the bravest orchestra in the world. De la musique maintenant avec l'histoire d'un orchestre, pas comme les autres. vient we began very humbly with cultural diplomacy between each other in that first concert and summer course, and escalated into full-blown international diplomats. It was really the diplomacy between the Kurds and the Arabs in the orchestra that was the focus of the first two years, I would say, simply because nobody really knew what to expect. Everybody was coming in cold to this project that we'd invented for them, which by any other standards was a national youth orchestra of very standard proportions. Two weeks of rehearsal, one concert, then we all go home. However... The issue that really had to be worked at was language. So we brought in trilingual translators who would speak fluent Surani Kurdish and Iraqi Arabic and be able to talk to the tutors, including myself, the conductor, in English. Uh, it's, it's a new language. The music is in another language to show yourself, to talk about yourself, to introduce yourself. And so what we did is basically used music sitting next to each other and performing the same notes as our main communication method. Talking could have been cumbersome sometimes, uh, but one mustn't also forget that, say, about 40% of the orchestra could also communicate in English. So there were Kurds trying to understand what Arabs were saying, Arabs trying to understand what Kurds were saying, being translated, and trying to understand what I was saying, speaking English, British English. The other aspect, of course, of the diplomacy in those first two years was between the orchestra and the tutors, because I'm British, Scottish, and uh, we had American tutors, and we had German tutors. Uh, And all of these people were superb professionals in teaching their musical instruments, and we were not there to do anything except make music. And it was perfectly clear to the orchestra after a couple of summer courses that we couldn't care less about the politics, we just wanted to help them play music better and play music together. That was a whole level of trust that had to be built on very many different levels, and the hard, hard work that went into Building that trust over the five years that we operated uh, paid off handsomely. The orchestra improved, the orchestra communicated more freely with each other, and also began to build real connections and break down their isolation with the outside world through the tutors.
0: The journey took the orchestra into Europe, where the musicians were now able to engage with international audiences, work with other musicians, and essentially... Share their stories with the world.
1: In every one of the three years where we operated abroad, Germany, France, and Britain, players from that national youth orchestra, the National Youth Orchestra of Germany, of France, and with Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Youth Orchestra, would lend us 15 or 16 of their players to sit in and play with us. And that was a whole new intercultural experience and a diplomatic learning experience for both sides.
0: One of the biggest challenges for the orchestra's team was to navigate through the political narratives and agendas inside and outside of Iraq, as well as the potential politicking that came with embarking on such an ambitious international mission during Iraq's turbulent time, whilst at the same time working to create a world-class youth orchestra.
1: We, British... And American shooters were fully aware that our countries had gone to war with Iraq and created the mess that these young players were in and the violence that was sustaining itself thanks to that war. Um, So we were very conscious of being as aware as possible of the tensions within the orchestra, but also any tensions that may arise because of our presence. And that's really where the diplomatic power of music came in very handy, because we were there to coach them, to help them improve their instrumental playing, and to give them lots of advice on how to repair their instruments, how to look after and produce better sound out of their instruments, uh, and how to get supplies from the West.
0: With the orchestra now on the world stage, they were faced with many questions and scepticism and they had to deliver their response and message through their performances, which wasn't going to be easy.
1: Zuhal, the founder, and I were facing questions such as, do you think this is blood money? Is this Britain trying to right a wrong? And we were being confronted with really quite tough journalism uh, in order to try and help the British public understand the nature of our visit. So that was a huge success. When we went to France, which was our last project in 2013, the whole political thing had completely died down. Neither the Kurdistan regional government representation in Paris nor the Iraqi Diplomats in Paris were even remotely interested in us and we just turned up because it was the Marseille-Aix-en-Provence cultural capital of Europe and there was a lot of money to bring us here and so we just turned up and had a good time and played our hearts out and concentrated on the music. In very many ways, by the time we got to the fifth year, we were extremely seasoned ambassadors of a country that didn't want us to be an ambassador at all and we were extremely adept at intercultural communication and extremely wired and enthusiastic and passionate about reaching out to different cultures and teaching them about Iraqi music. You have to remember that the audiences who heard us in Britain, France and Germany were amongst the most cultivated audience goers in Europe and we were playing Beethoven 8 we were playing Arab Iraqi music and Kurdish Iraqi music to these audiences in an intercultural exchange of diplomacy that was happening live in the concert hall So this was a very rich experience for everybody there was to summarise the Uh, The matter of cultural diplomacy between the audience and the orchestra, the matter of cultural diplomacy and educational diplomacy between the tutors and the orchestra, the matter of um, musical diplomacy and friendship between the orchestra and the guest players from each of the three European countries who sat next to us to play with us. And also there was the cultural diplomacy within the orchestra itself between the Kurds and the Arabs, not also forgetting the Assyrians, the Turkmen's, and the Iraqi Armenians.
0: The journey of the orchestra from 2008 to 2012 has created ripples that are being felt today, with many avenues being opened in the arts and culture as a consequence of their work. Above all, it has played a significant part in giving hope and inspiration to a generation of Iraqis when everything seems out of their hands and not in their control. And this is a key point to remember. For us now as witnesses, there are many lessons to learn from this or to take away from this. Progress can be achieved by everyday citizens. To learn more about their story of the Youth Orchestra of Iraq, you can read it in Paul's new book, which is available to buy in print and digital copies online and in bookstores. If you have any questions, email info at diplomatic.com. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and to hear your thoughts on today's mentioned topics. A quick announcement before we end. You can now get a limited edition diplomatic postcard illustrated by the talented Sarah Ahmed, a.k.a. Glitched Plant, which can you can receive straight to your door if you send your address and I'll send you one. Also, just to remind you to follow on social media uh, and sign up to the mailing list on the website and you'll receive your free monthly e-magazine from Diplomatic. If you're interested in diplomatic workshops, we also have the one-to-one training or group sessions which you can find out more about if you email us at info.diplomatic.com for more information. Likewise, to support, sponsor the Diplomatic Initiative, we'd love to hear from you as well. And until next time, Ado and idjo. Diplomatic. I'm fun bag H-B-A-D, Poets and painters could have painted a better... Floor words a letter, seem scream louder.